Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you are a father who is hungry to learn more about how you can relate in significant ways to your daughter, then this is exactly where you belong today. And I'm so glad that you're here. And even if you don't have a daughter, let me ask you this, men. Are you married to a woman who's a daughter? Do you work with any women who are daughters? Do you have a sister or any female friends who are daughters? Okay, of course you do. Well, that's my way of saying that the things that I talk about here are relevant for any relationships that you have with both women and men. Well, before we get into our topic today, I want to quickly review the template that I use every week, which is just simply on your mark, get set, go. So dads, envision yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme each week. Get set is I fill that in with stories and with stats. And then go is always your practical way of how you can put that theme into action that week with your daughters and your sons. Well, today I've titled the show, Five Effective Ways to Fight for Your Daughter Instead of With Her. And like you just heard me say in the intro, even if you don't have a daughter, you no doubt have someone in your life who has a special knack for getting under your skin. And today's conversation will provide you with more tools for successfully navigating those less than positive interactions. How's that sound? So on your mark today is five effective ways to fight for your daughter instead of with her. Now for get set, I want to start by giving you a scenario. And I want you to ask yourself if any of this sounds familiar and maybe like something you've encountered a time or two. So have you ever come home at the end of a very long workday where everything that could go wrong did go wrong and you seem to be putting out fire after fire after fire? And then as you're headed home, wouldn't you know it, but you hit heavy traffic all the way home. Yes, if you live in Portland, Oregon, that's pretty much your norm anymore. And then on top of that, you're hangry, right? That's your, that's your combination of being hungry and angry with the traffic, with everything that happened that day. And then your blood sugar drops when you're hangry and you have less energy and your fuse is shorter, right? It all goes together. And then you walk in the front door, you get home. And your kids have left their shoes right there in the front. You trip over them, kind of bang into the wall. You've told them 15 million times not to put them there, but they don't listen. And then the dog is barking and the kids are bickering. And all of that hits you in the face as you walk in. And you know right away that anything you say can and will be used against you. Anything's going to go sideways and wrong if you speak out, but you can't help it. So out of your mouth comes the shout. You want everyone to stop it to shut up, to get quiet, whatever version of that you have coming out of your mouth, even though in the moment you know deep down that you are not modeling to your children the behavior that you want them to model after, right, to emulate, because you know that you're asking them not to fight when that's exactly what you're doing in that moment, right? Sound familiar? So dad's If you want a few more tools to add to your fathering toolbox that will help you in situations like that, I want to give you some of those today. So to set the groundwork for talking about fighting, it may surprise you to hear me say that fighting is good and healthy. Yes, you heard me right. I mean, truth be told, if you never fight with the people in your life, then someone on the other end is either being lost in that relationship or isn't expressing his or her positions or opinions. 
But by contrast, in healthy relationships, they actually involve that each person brings to the table his or her opinions and convictions, insights, beliefs, passions, thoughts, feelings, their preferences. I mean, on it goes. Okay, but now here's the caveat. The problem in many relationships is that people haven't been taught how to fight well or how to fight fair. Does that make sense? In proactive ways, right, that move from problem to solution, that move from confusion to clarity, and that move from conflict to resolution, where each person is honored and heard. Now, I want you to say those words out loud right now, honored and heard, because those are the two key tenets for fighting for your daughter, not with her. So even if you don't have time to listen to the whole show today, maybe you're in the car and you're, you're heading to an appointment, just take that to heart. Ask yourself, how am I doing on honoring my daughter and hearing her? Because those are two key things that will make a difference and your daughter will feel you fighting for her, not with her when you put that into action. Well, let me ask you another question, men. When do you get the most heated as a father? Okay, let me ask it this way. What do your kids do that pushes your buttons really fast where you go from zero to 10 just like that in a flash? Here's my guess as to your answer right now. It's just one word, disrespect. It's when there's disrespect of any kind that I have found that men really get their buttons pushed. And that's often when the anger comes flowing out, right? That's when this virtue of of a respect code seems to be enacted when there's anything in your view that feels like disrespect, whether it's for property or maybe it's disrespect of their mom or of you that your kids are reacting that way or of neighbors. Any kind of thing that feels disrespectful, oftentimes I find is the button pusher for men that say, I've got to rise above that. And yet in that moment, dad, you have to ask yourself, am I modeling a respectful response? Because it starts with you. So if you disrespect your daughter in your reaction to her disrespect, she doesn't learn from you how to do it any different. And I've, again, I've been a clinician now for, for 22 years. I've been working with people in, their, in the trenches with them in my counseling office. And these are the stories I often hear is that daughters say with tears streaming down their face, my dad gets so mad at me all the time. I just don't seem to ever be able to do anything that pleases him. And I feel like I'm just one big disappointment to him. And that's often when the spirit of a child crushes and they stop trying because they know that all they are is a disappointment. So back to the problem of dads fighting with their daughters. Let me ask you, dads, if you ever feel that your anger is justified, do you ever find that you kind of pull that power card as a dad and say, my house, my rules, my way, right? That's what I hear a lot. And yet I go back to that piece where I want to remind you that respect starts with you. And I know that puts a lot of pressure on you as dads, and you're going to need God's help, man, to put this into action. But you also need some practical tools for how to more proactively fight for your daughters rather than with them. You all know Proverbs 15.1. You've heard it more times than not. But it simply is this. A soft answer turns away anger. So you'll notice that in the Bible, God uses the word soft, and it's not delineated for women. Women can do softness. Men do toughness or hard, hard responses. 
No, it's a soft answer turns away anger. So when your daughter has an anger response, if you come toward her with softness, you will find that it will turn away her anger or turn down the dial of her anger. I love how the message translation says it. Here it is. A gentle response diffuses anger, but a sharp tongue kindles a temper fire. So there, one version says soft, one version says gentle, but that's what you want to keep in mind, Dad. Soft and gentle, soft and gentle. Repeat that over and over to yourself. Well, you've heard me say this a time or two before, but it bears repeating. And it's this whole idea of thinking on a zero to 10 scale. If you as a dad hit an eight, nine or 10 of intensity, just like that, it's always your own stuff. And in that moment, it feels like it's your daughter's fault or your son's fault. And if they would just comply with what you've asked, hey, it's not that hard to put your shoes away, that you think it would be fine and you wouldn't have that reaction. But I would encourage you, dads, if you especially go to rage, where you go to that 8, 9, or 10, and you may not think it's an 8, 9, or 10, but your wife or your significant other or your children say they hear it at an 8 or a 9 or a 10, and it's your stuff, go call a counselor. Go deal with the roots of that because there's something underneath your response that's your own stuff. And I've usually found that it's before the age of 12. It's stuff way back there before you even had a son or daughter. Go and do the work. Because even this week, I had a woman tell me that when it comes to her relationship with her dad, I think some dads might think, oh, she's 18. I launched her. I'm not fighting with her anymore. It doesn't matter really if, if you know, I enter into her life in the same way that I did when she was under my roof. Listen to what one woman said to me this week. She said, at age 62, I'm still processing my relationship with my dad. And even though he died years ago, I have a feeling it won't end until I die. Then she said to me, thank you for stepping into a very complicated space. So dads, I want to walk you through some practical ways that you can put your love for your daughters into action by fighting for them, not against them. And I love acrostics, so I'm going to use the five letters F-I-G-H-T to give you a way to think about, quote, fighting differently. So the first one for F is follow. Five effective ways to fight for your daughter. Number one, follow. What I mean by this is that you want to follow your daughter's anger until you discover the real emotional issue that's underneath it. Does that make sense? You want to not stop at the anger response and shut her down or walk away in disgust, but you want to hang in there through the process. Because even in my counseling office, it may surprise you to hear me say this, but I have clients get mad at me. They'll react in big ways when buttons are pushed. And it's really easy sometimes to feel attacked and take it personal. But when we hang in there through that response, what I have usually found, especially with women, but it's happened with men too, is that there's something else on the other side of that if we can hang in there through that intensity. Because always on the other side of mad, I have found there is sad. I find those are two sides of the same coin. At least that's what I call it. And that if I can get through the anger with someone to what's really hurting them underneath their feelings or their reality or their safety or whatever that issue is, oftentimes that's where the tears flow. Yes, with men as well as women. You've heard me have my friend Alan Smith on the program before, and one of my favorite stories that he tells is that when he was a young life leader, 
he was driving a group of senior and high school girls to a re- weekend retreat. And he, in the van, he overhears them talking about their issues with their dads. And he said, okay, you guys are the experts. Speak into my life. My daughter's four. What do I need to do now so that when she's a senior in high school, she's not having the same conversation that you guys are about your dads? And here's what their collective responses were that blew him away. They said, even when we pushed our dad away, we wished that he wouldn't have left. So they, every one of them said, person after person, when we pushed our dad away, we wished that he wouldn't have left. Isn't that powerful? So even when you get the anger response, dads, follow that anger to what's behind it. Because if you can get to that, she will soften and the anger will diffuse. Okay, but I want to give you a second follow, a second follow point here, which is that I'd encourage you to follow your own reaction to what's underneath it. So if you are at a zero to, you know, on a zero to 10 scale at an eight, nine or 10, just like that, is to ask yourself, like what value or virtue is being attacked right now or being triggered? Because it may be that you have a high value of respect. And if she doesn't respond in a way that you would deem respectful, it's end of conversation. So trace your own anger to what's underneath it. I mean, I often tell my clients, the thing you think is the thing isn't the thing. Maybe that's something you want to take from today's show. Maybe it's saying, I want to remind myself the thing that I think is the thing isn't the thing with my daughter. So she may be reacting over, you know, the fact that I told her not to put her chair over there when really it's that she had a fight with her friend at school and everything is off right now. And so you asked her to move something and she feels like there's movement in a relationship, you know, or you may think it's the shoes in the, in the doorway when you walk in, but really it's not that it's all the stuff you carried home. So that's another way to take follow in a different direction. And I'm even going to give you a third way to think about this idea of follow. And that's that in addition to following your daughter's anger to discover what's underneath it, And in addition to following your own anger to its source, another aspect to this idea of follow is that you want your daughter to follow your lead. Does that make sense? You want her to follow your lead. Again, so if you respond disrespectfully to her while you're telling her you want her to respect you, eh, right, it's going to bomb. Let me tell you a story. This week I was talking to a dad named Rob, and he gave me permission to share a story here. And Rob has struggled with anger towards his kids for a long time. He even tears up when he talks about how much he loves them and he hates that his anger can pour out of his mouth when it's not congruent with what's in his heart. But since he's in this season of courageously looking at the roots to what's underneath his anger, right, he's intentionally working on this issue. He told me a recent story of withdrawing his oldest daughter from college in the first week. So here they've paid money, they've gotten her moved in. I mean, Obviously, this is a challenge for everyone. And he said that a year ago, maybe even a few months ago, he would have showed her how disappointed he was in her for quitting. But this time, do you want to hear what happened? He said, I responded completely different. Here's what he said is I put her at ease by saying, I want to see you get well and I want to see healing for you. We're in this together and I'm with you and we're going to bring you home. isn't that awesome? And so I said, well, how did your daughter respond? Here's what he said. Yes, my response put her at ease and it took the edge off of her stress. And she's actually verbalized it to me that she felt accepted and understood. And she heard me say that I want what's best for her. And he said, it's been really good for our relationship. 
See, she followed his lead. So the first thing, dads, if you want to have an effective way to fight for your daughter instead of with her is to think of the word follow. Okay, number two, F-I-G-H-T, I, inquire. Yes, this means asking questions to find out more about what's going on. More talking to find out what's behind her immediate response to you, especially if it's anger. And I promise you that you will always discover what is deeper if you take the time to slow down, to soften your tone, and inquire. You want to ask questions. So all you have to say, dads, I'm going to put the words in your mouth. Here you go. Say, what are you feeling? It may be obvious that she's angry, but you could say, what are you feeling right now? Or what can I understand better about what's going on for you? Because I really want to understand. So you could just say, what do I need to understand right now that I'm missing? That's a great one. Here's another one. It could be, how did I hurt you? Wall up. I mean, I think a thing to really understand, dads, is sometimes you might think that when she isn't talking to you and it's the silent treatment, that she's actually communicating more loudly than if she had words. You're like, okay, this isn't good. How do I inquire? You may have to text. And the more softness you can give her, the better. So it may be asking her a question like, clearly I can tell that you're angry with me or hurt by me. Can you help me understand more of what I've done to hurt you? So find a way to inquire more about what's going on with her. Even if you can't have a face-to-face conversation, there's one of the benefits of cell phones. We can always find a way to communicate in that way. Okay? So here, five ways to fight for your daughter instead of with her. First one is follow. Second one is inquire. Now for the G, give. Give yourself a timeout as long as your age. So this is a big one, Dad. You've even heard me talk about this here before. So this is just something that I've made up as I've thought about the fact that when kids are little, parents often give a timeout, right? And it's usually congruent with their age. So if you're three years old, you get a three-minute timeout. If you're five years old, you get a five-minute timeout. So I say to men, if you're 30 years old, you need a 30-minute timeout. You're 50 years old, you need a 50-minute timeout. And do you know why that is? Is because when your emotional midbrain is on fire, that's where your emotions come from, It takes longer when you're older for that to calm down. It takes at least 20 minutes. Let that midbrain calm down, and I guarantee you will respond better as that frontal lobe comes back online. Because in your prefrontal cortex, that's where your forehead is, that's where you have thinking and rational thought and good judgment and reasoning. So even you as a dad need that kind of time in order to calm your own brain down so that what comes out of your mouth is congruent with what's in your heart. So this G step, F-I-G-H-T, this G is give, is give yourself a timeout. Does that make sense? Because by giving yourself time to cool off, you will give more love, more kindness, more patience to your daughter. Hey, wait, did you just hear that? Those are fruits of the Spirit. That's Galatians 5, 22 and 23 coming to life as you give yourself that time out so that you can be the giver of good gifts that God has given you. I mean, think about his patience and love and kindness with you that you want to then extend to your daughter so that she then is building a bridge to God as a father. So be that safe place for her to land as she processes by giving her that safety 
in your response to her because you're giving yourself that time to breathe before responding. Does that sound good? Even this week, I talked to a dad who said to me, I blew it because I didn't take the 50-minute time out. I'm 50 years old. And he said, when I've just done it recently, it went awesome. But I blew it this past weekend because what came out of my mouth was yelling and belittling my son instead of a patient, calm, kind response. And then, as you can imagine, it took probably within the next 12 hours to, to debrief that, to ask forgiveness. And it was way bigger of an issue because he didn't take that time on the front end to give himself a timeout. Okay, so here we go. I'm giving you five reasons, five I should say that. I was going to call it ways to fight for your daughter, but these are really reasons to remind yourself that she's worth doing this work to fight for her, not with her. So the H of F-I-G-H-T is hear. Hear her even when you don't like what you're hearing. Well, if you've listened to any of my past podcasts, one of them is called How to Become an Active Listener. In fact, it just aired a couple weeks ago, and you can listen to it again by going to my website, drmichellewatson.com, or on iTunes, or Spotify, or Google Play. And here's what I say in a nutshell about active listening. It's when you turn toward her, you look at her in the eyes, you nod your head, you ask questions to find out more of what's going on with her. And I don't think it's coincidence that God gave us, right, two ears and one mouth so we can listen twice as much as we talk. I mean, listen to how James 1, 19 through 20 says in the message, post this at all the intersections, dear friends, lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue and let anger straggle along in the rear. Isn't that good? God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. In fact, let me tell you a story that I just heard from a girl named Maddie. She's 22 years old. She gave me permission to share this story. And what she said is this took place two and a half years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. She said, I was in Chicago, I was going through a super stressful situation, and she said, usually when I'm stressed, I call my mom. But my mom was in flight, right, from Chicago back home, so I had to call my dad. And she said, I got on the phone with my dad, and she said, usually he says, calm down, or you're overreacting, which she says always makes it worse, because he's not validating my feelings, and it just makes me angry. But she said, this time my dad said, it's going to be okay. What can I do to help you? Isn't that awesome? And she said, my dad is never like that. So it meant so much because he was advocating for me. Isn't that powerful? So dads, the H in this acrostic of F-I-G-H-T is hear her even when you don't like what you're hearing. And then the T, the fifth way, effective way to fight for your daughter instead of with her is T, tell her you're sorry when you've set an example that has not been in line with what you've had in your heart towards her. I think a lot of times dads struggle with making amends. Maybe it feels weak and admitting weakness will just allow your daughter or your son to prey upon that and go, see, you're weak, dad. But it's exactly the opposite. And dads, I would encourage you not to say, I'm sorry if I've hurt you here, because that's not how you make amends. Because it's saying, I don't think I have, but if you read it that way, then I'll say I'm sorry. But that you come to her owning what you've done. I'm sorry when I yelled at you that way. And a key thing is to say, I'm sorry for, fill in the blank, and will you forgive me for? Does that make sense? So it's really specific. This one about telling her you're sorry, making amends, goes so far to restore the dad-daughter relationship. 
And I love that God has put forgiveness in the equation so that we can make amends and so that the highway between her heart and your heart, between our hearts and those we've hurt, can be cleared out and so that we can be back to a restored relationship. So, Dad, I know you want to be a great dad. In fact, you wouldn't be listening right now if you didn't want to be a great dad. So here are five ways. Let me review them again. Effective ways that you can fight for your daughter instead of with her. F, F-I-G-H-T. So for F, follow. Follow her anger until you discover the real emotional issue underneath it. Follow your own anger to trace it to its origin, including asking yourself what value is being threatened And three, another way to say follow is let her follow your lead. You're leading by example. I inquire, ask questions to find out what's going on. Initiate more talking with her so that you can ask her questions. Tell me more of what's going on, hon. G and F-I-G-H-T is give. Give yourself a timeout for your age. As many minutes as you are old, give yourself time to calm down before you react and respond. H, here. Focus on listening and hearing, even when you don't like what you're hearing her say. So hold her intensity as a gift to her. And T, tell her that you're sorry first. Be the one first to initiate making amends. Well, On Your Mark today has been five effective ways to fight for your daughter instead of with her. Get set. Well, today you've heard stories. You've learned some things about proactively engaging your daughter when conflict arises in ways that can lead to healing rather than hurting. Your go step is choose one of those five areas that you can put into action so that you fight with your daughter, not against her. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources there. You can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad Daughter Friday blogs. There's also a link to Amazon where you can find my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. You can also subscribe to the Dad Whisper on podcast on iTunes. It's also on Spotify and Google Play where you can listen back. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be with you again. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you are intentionally and consistently investing in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads! Go Dads!